0: and welcome to the first Maritime and Coast Guard Agency podcast of 2021. It seems only right to start a new year by talking about innovation and the work of the MCA within that. At
1: the moment there's small projects going on, a relatively small number of projects going on, but eventually in the next two or three years we're going to have huge scale and, and so we've got to be ready for that.
2: Those are going to be two really key documents that show industry what they need to do and show our
3: commitment to supporting autonomy in the UK. As we know, the the pace of industry can move so fast, there's so much innovation and creativity, and I think the the MCA are really keen to, to be involved in that. To talk about all this, we've
0: brought together three members of the Maritime Future Technologies team. Mark Seastron, Steve Nesbitt and Dr. Katrina Kemp.
1: We've had a really good six months of building a team and connecting everybody together and making sure we're all prepared for what's going to be a really busy 2021. I think we're We're now in a position where we've got a pretty clear plan for the year ahead. There are some key deliverables in that plan that we've just got to do this year. And now we're set up for success. You know, we've got the right people in place to be able to do that and the right team structure to be able to do that. But I think As we said last time around, we want to get off the fence and help drive the conversation towards the future fuels that are going to be used in shipping into the long term future. And that means we've got to take action now. We can't drift along for another few months in the setup phase. We've got to move into action.
3: As we know, the, the pace of industry can move so fast. There's so much innovation and creativity and I think the the MCA are really keen to to be involved in that. It is very much a, a, a symbiotic relationship, in that we're learning from each other in many aspects of this. Yeah, industry absolutely looking looking to us to kind of have that steer, especially from the regulatory side. And it's been it's been a really enjoyable and educational experience to to work with industry at this level on these kind of projects.
2: We're not going to be able to update regulations overnight, but what we are hoping to do is to be able to issue policy guidance um, in the terms of, for example, a maritime information notice for industry so they know what to expect when they come to us saying we want to put an autonomous vessel, whether that's remotely operated or has more automation, onto the water in the UK. We hope to be able to develop that. Alongside that, we're still working really hard to actually update, for example, the workboat code and those are going to be two really key documents that show industry what they need to do and show our commitment to supporting autonomy in the
1: UK. The short answer is we have to strike the balance because we can't compromise on safety. But at the same time, as Steve quite rightly said, there is loads of creativity and innovation out in the market already. And we want to work with industry and support industry partners in being able to get through the regulatory hurdles to be able to bring these projects to life, but do that in a safe way. So that is the sense, that is the essence of our challenge. We've got to enable, facilitate projects in such a way that doesn't stifle an innovation that's out there, which is amazing. And the UK is doing some fantastic stuff. But at the same time, clearly, Nobody would expect us to, to be able to do that without those vessels, you know, going on the water in a safe way, because if we compromise that, then the whole principles of, of safe shipping are at risk, and we just can't do that. So it's a really delicate balance to strike. What I'm really confident of, though, is we're working, and Katrina kind of mentioned this earlier, we're we're working on how, how we can help organisations get their... Pilot projects and get things uh, get things to through the regulatory um, hurdles that may be there, um, in order that we can we can take these projects and 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 get them live and and most importantly learn from them in a way that's going to inform the future of regulation because these projects are all great there's lots of great stuff going on what will help us is what can we learn from that to make to make the regulatory environment in the future able to accommodate these projects on a bigger scale because at the moment there's small projects going on a relatively small number of projects going on but eventually in the next 2 or 3 years we're going to have huge scale and and so we've got to be ready for that
3: i think most of the industry projects that i've worked with have suffered delays whether it be you know in the early concept stages of of a design or whether it be in the actual build but i think as you say perhaps um you know we do have uh, have more time now in the office virtually um talking to colleagues so there is that space for for more creation and and innovative thinking but from from what i've seen i think it certainly has you know as we've all experienced presented much more challenges than opportunities. But I think what has been apparent is just the, the spirit and the passion and determination people have, both industry and MCA, to, to keep driving forward and keep pushing these projects through. So that's been really encouraging to see. If we talk about this from a regulatory
2: perspective, last March at the international discussions, we were ready to almost finalise our scoping exercise. And we were in a really, a really strong position to be pushing and supporting autonomy. an international level and obviously that has been delayed but i think what's happened in the background is that within each of those countries most people have been able to continue those discussions i think as steve said the industry has had its its innovation and it's time to think and we've had our time to think and continue conversations with our international partners so yes it it will have delayed to an extent speed at which we're able to put out regulations because there are other priorities right now but i think also we're we're continuing that discussion and we're going to go into it in a a strong if not stronger position than we did we were in last year because we have more experience we have more examples behind us as to how and why these vessels should be safely regulated
0: Here we are then at the beginning of 2021. What are the team's hopes for the new year?
1: I'm looking forward to quite a few things, Heather. I think I'm looking forward to the point where we get through the uh, the, the pandemic and people can get back into a, a more balanced way of life, which I think is important for everybody. I'm looking forward to supporting DFT with the Clean Maritime Demonstration Competition, which is a huge piece of work that's gonna really push forward the UK on the world agenda and and demonstrate our capabilities as a as a shipping nation, which I think is tremendously exciting. We're doing some really interesting research work and development work on future technologies, both with our corporate partners and with innovators and entrepreneurs in the UK. And seeing all those come to fruition, both on the autonomy side and the emission reduction side, I think is really exciting. Uh, And I'm really excited that we've got such a great team that uh, are now all in place and, and I'm looking forward to seeing the outputs that we can generate as a group in support of these huge challenges. So yeah, quite a few things for me.
2: From my perspective, I'm most excited about the prospect of having a workboat code that has an annex that specifically deals with remotely operated vessels. I think that is huge. I think to have that in UK regulation is a real winner for the for the united kingdom and for the mca to be doing that is, is something i'm going to be quite proud of the day that actually comes in, into force
3: i think i'd have to agree with katrina that would be a really proud moment for us all when that comes into into play personally i think i'm really looking forward to seeing more of the the projects and the, and the concepts becoming reality uh, seeing more trials and seeing the successful trips that they have planned I think it's a great way for us to to keep learning, keep developing, and um, like I say, some of the the technology, the innovation is is really cool, and it's really um, great to be a part of. So that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: We will, of course, be returning to this and many other topics over the next 12 months. For now, thank you for listening, and goodbye. You've been listening to the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency podcast. It was produced and presented by
1: Heather Skull.